FX presents the Indie Podcast with your host, T. Sterling Watson. Good morning, Indubians. I'm T. Sterling Watson. And I'm Anisha. This is the Indu Podcast, where morning drive time meets late night talk show as we aim to entertain, enlighten, and provide an auditory escape with knowledge and nonsense. Thank you for stopping by and pressing play. Nisha, how are you doing? I mean, doing as good as I can in a pandemic, but pretty good overall. How about yourself? I'm doing well as well with all the... Uh, you know, everything that, that is going on and things that aren't going on. Um, mm-hmm. Sorry, that sounds like super vague. And <laughs> I know that like both of us have like had some major life achievements happen recently. So um, right. we, we will jump into that. Mm-hmm. Um, first, the um, yes, there is a missing component. Courtney will be joining us a little later. But you know, Nisha's is already in the book. She's going to be here, but we also have a special guest. Uh, you actually, you know what, Nisha? Let's. I'm. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm switching it up. Would you want to introduce uh, who our special guest is? I feel like you're just throwing me on the spot. But I yeah, did. I, I sh- you did. You have but to be yeah, ready on the new podcast. You got to be ready for anything. Okay. Uh, stay ready. No, I can do this. Um. So yeah, our special guest is my co-host Carolyn. Hey. Hey. Carolyn, how are you? I am good, thank you. So uh, we do have an icebreaker question, but before I get into that, do you want to tell us a little about who you are and you know, zip code, um, social security number, all the you know the details, so we can find <laughs> you and stalk you. Or maybe not those specific things, but you know, just you know, a little bit, just a little bit, who you are. Um. I am a film critic, a journalist, a podcaster, as Nisha mentioned. Mm-hmm. I am a live tweeter. I'm calling. I'm saying that because that is something that I do every Saturday night for Saturday Night Sci-Fi. So I'm mm-hmm. adding that to my little um, intro spiel. I am also a live tweeter. I should get paid for this someday. Um, <laughs> I live in Toronto. I'm originally from Barbados. Uh, let me see what else. So Nisha and I we co-host. So here's what happened. Podcast, which is the mm-hmm. podcast.com. And we I do film reviews, interviews with anyone in the film industry. I do um, K drama, special K drama reviews for my blog, um, K Dramas Beyond the Romance. I am a huge K drama fan and nerd. Um I love films of almost any genre. I love horror, but body horror has to be like I have to be circumspect when it comes to that. But, <laughs> right, right. But, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a nerd. Uh, I mean, you, you don't have to prove it to me. Hey, I already know, like, how nerdy you can be. But, you know, there's there's no qualification marks. Like, once you, you know, subscribe to, like, one thing, like, total Harry Potter, Star Wars, whatever, whatever yeah. it is, you're, I, I, you're I in. Think I, I think I'm a multi, I think I'm a multi, um, what's the word I'm looking for? A multi-discipline nerd. Ooh. What was that word like you used? That. I'm a multidiscipline nerd. Ooh, yeah, I do like that. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I may have to write that down in my notes for later use. <laughs> it sounds like you should have a business card, like multi multidisciplinary nerd. You, you know what? Miss everything. Get, you know what? I'm gonna take that down. The next time I get a set of cards printed, I still have like our um, so I still have our podcast cards. But the next time I get a mm-hmm. set of cards printed, I'm gonna have that put on them. 
at the bottom in um, little cursive or something, multi, uh, multidisciplinary. Ooh, I, mean, I like it. I may or may not use it for a future t-shirt design, but you know, any, any designs that I'm inspired by somebody else, I'll make sure that they get the credit for it. So, mm -hmm. you know, just, just so you, you're aware as well. Uh, yeah, no, for sure. You know, I'll make, uh, Nisha, we can probably get something with that too. I'll see if we can get a shirt with mm -hmm. that. I love like, it. I like it too, because I mean, so many, so many of us apply to that. So I, I love it so much. Yeah. Um, so Carolyn, as a first timer on the Indu podcast, we have our infamous icebreaker question. Mm -hmm. um, I do try to warn people of what that is. Only a few people have, you know, picked up on it because, you know, they'll listen to like, I don't give them a, a test like, oh, check out this episode. You'll get a hint. No, not really. So that's what makes an icebreaker question. Uh, my icebreaker question for you is let us pretend that uh, good old Ben and Jerry's, my, my favorites, even though I can only eat so much of their ice cream or else I have issues later, but that's another story. Um, they are calling you up because they need a new flavor mm. and they need you to come up with that flavor and a name for it. Mm. What is that flavor and what do you call it? I already know my, the first flavors that come to mind will be coconut. Okay. Let me see. I'm going to think something with coconut and condensed milk because it's going to remind me of snow cones from back home. Um, okay. So maybe coconut and coconut strawberry and condensed milk. And if I had to give it a name because it reminds me of snow cones back home, I'm going to call it Beijing Dream. <laughs> Say that again. The because I got the last part is dream, but yeah, Beijing Dream. So B A J A N. So that's like that's the short term that we that's there's Barbadian and Beijing. So Beijing's Barbadians we tend we tend to refer to ourselves as Beijing's. So that's, mm. so that's the the minute. I don't think there's many um countries that actually have a shortened version of their actual nationality name. So I think Barbados is actually unique that way. Except for maybe Nigerians. We say they're Nigers. So yeah. okay. And that's like a coconut flavor with but so using condensed milk? Coconut, condensed milk, and strawberry. Oh, okay. And strawberry. All right. Yeah. Strawberry pieces or strawberry like flavoring? Strawberry flavoring, because we don't put okay. pieces in our um in our um snow cones. So I'm thinking if anything, it would be the Kalani. So it would be different tropical flavors. So it would be coconut would be the base. So then mm -hmm. you can have one with strawberry, one with pineapple, one with mango. Um, oh wait, are you trying to make a whole bunch of them? Because they only asked you for one. Like whole, you can make like a whole bunch, you know, because they have like a little mini container, so you can buy like a set, and it would be like a set of like three with three different flavors. Okay, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. I mean, I'll talk to them, but Pretty like, good. but they're only allowing you one, and here you coming with like, I mean, and I, I, I buy well, all. You can make a blend then. So if you make a blend, if you make okay. a blend, it would be like um, so we Asian Dream, and it would be one blend. So we like the strawberry, uh, strawberry mango. And coconut. Okay. Okay. I was also thinking maybe if there were like swirls, so like you can get yeah, a little bit of this like flavor. Swirl, in it. Like a gelato kind of swirl kind of thing. Because that's more of their like, yes, give us more. We want to put everything in one cup yeah. rather than, you know, separate cups, which I would sometimes prefer because I have to be in the mood to I don't know, have to fight with other I don't okay, fighting is not the right word. I have to be in the mood to uh tolerate other textures such as like chunks of this or mm. ribbons of that but this i would eat it sounds good yeah so or it could be like levels right levels which also i think is a yeah. is a gelato 
uh, company. I can't remember the name. They have a levels of whatever it is. You mean like Talenti? And I don't yes. Talenti does theirs? Mm-hmm. They do uh, levels. I've but, never bought Talenti's here because it's actually quite expensive. They are. They are. Um, and They're bougie people, but when you can <laughs> splurge. It's delicious. Mm. Yeah, like on payday or something. Or, or, they know, are. Just, Maybe I should try that one of these days. I, I save up for Talenti. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's one of those those um, reward days or like, you know, or if you're having a cheat day for those of you who are like, you know, dieting mm-hmm. or what have you, or just like, you know what, today's been rough. It's a Talanti day. So, you know, mm. to, to treat yourself or treat yourself rather. So, yes. yeah. But yes, that's, uh, I, I do like this. I will send it over to them and we will see what happens. Uh, as I like to pretend that they sponsor this podcast and which they don't, but they do follow me on Twitter. So, you know, oh, there's a start. Yes. So thank you very much for your submission. Um, also I will extend, how are you and what have you been up to Carolyn? Um, I've been good. I've been watching TV mostly. Um, I did coverage from these um, SDCC at home, so San Diego Comic Con at home. Okay. Uh, I did some write-ups, some panel write-ups for ComicsGeek.com, and I think all of them have been published now. So all five of the all five of the write-ups I did have been published. And they have a couple of interviews that are lined up that are that we are working on lining up soon, so that'll be part of my SDCC coverage. And apart from that, just watching TV. Hmm. Sounds good. Sounds good. We'll, we'll get back to um, the uh, uh, Comic-Con at home because uh, in a moment, because that is on my list. Uh, um, I really wish I got, I did more uh, watching the things, even though they made it available to everyone, but time just was not, you know, working with me because still had to work and then uh, playing around with a four-year-old, which is always fun and entertaining. And, you know, just life in general. Um, Nisha, did you, did you have any, like, thing going on that you were having fun with or just doing? I didn't want to reveal in case you didn't want to necessarily talk about some of the bigger life achievements. Um, well, I can talk about it now because that's okay. most of my ongoing <laughs> things. Yeah, so as you mentioned, like, yeah, I guess I leveled up as an adult. Um, I went ahead and I bought my first home. So that's been a chunk of my time during quarantine, and now I'm in my own place, and I've been using it to slowly decorate, but more importantly, just bask in (laughs) everything being my own. It's like, maybe it's just because, like, I was was watching Lion King last night, but I just think of, like, everything that the light touches in this place. (laughs) (laughs) I love thinking about that when I open up the windows. I'm like, everything in here is mine. And this feels glorious. And it's just nice. And I don't think I ever want to leave. Mm. I mean, not that I'm going to leave anytime soon because, you know, pandemic and all that. But right. now besides that, just doing, like, enjoying it, trying to decorate it. I'm looking for some nerd art that speaks to me um, uh, for my walls. But mm-hmm. also, I've just been focusing on separating rest um, and work and, because I feel like I've, I don't know if other people can relate to that also but like working from home it's important to be able to find that balance of it so it it's is. been inter- it's, it's been an interesting journey i've been reading more like reading more books and watching more anime that is not for like the purpose of reviewing it so that's been helping me with like finding time to rest that is good because i know the both of you do 
that a lot where you take in mm-hmm. a lot of media and content for reviewing purposes, maybe not necessarily for enjoyment, but I mean, it works out great if you do, but mm-hmm. you're also working. Right. So exactly. How is, how is that balance like? Uh, Carolyn, you can go first with that one. Uh, is for me, the balance is if I, if I, the thing is like for me, most of the interviews I do are interviews that I choose to do. So okay. like, because I'm a freelancer, I, I, I'm and like because of how I do, I'm not really commissioned to do um, like pieces. There are a lot of my friends who are commissioned to do like reviews and stuff. But for me, usually the reviews I do are stuff that I pitch to, to other outlets. So it's like my choice. And mm-hmm. it's really something that I enjoy. I don't think I've ever written, have I ever written anything for a film that I don't like? I don't know that I can recall. Usually there's some element that even if I don't like it, it's like, but the film overall I enjoy because I'm like, if I'm going to expend my energy and my time writing about this, because writing takes so much energy, a lot of people don't realize. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of energy. And if I'm going to expend all that time and energy and that mental, um, just all that mental, what's the word I'm looking for? Mental payoff. I need something. I need, I need, I need, I need, I need it to matter to me. And I need it to be something that I'm going to enjoy writing about, even though it may be a struggle, like for me cognitively, as it's just, it's still something that when I'm finished, I know that it's going to be something I'm proud of. Mm-hmm. So usually that's how I balance it. That's how I usually, I make sure that if I'm going to do this for something that I enjoy that I want to write about. Um, because there have been times where I, I, I intended to write a review for a film, and then after seeing the film, I was like, nope, not worth my time, not worth my effort, not going to do it. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I can see that. Uh, Nisha, how do you work that balance? I say, like, usually I just kind of, like, check in with myself. Um, just, like, I talk, well, sometimes I like I talk to myself that helps, that helps make th- things out like, hey, self, are we like really resting right now? Or are we thinking about doing work already? So it's like sitting with my laptop open and working on things and watching TV. That's not me resting. That's still me working. So I've learned to just like turn off the TV. And that's helped me feel more productive while I work when I don't feel like I'm able to focus. And then when I want to rest, I literally will get up and move my laptop to another room. So I'm not tempted to try to work while I'm supposed to be like relaxing and Mm -hmm. doing something because it's very easy for me to like, Ooh, I can write this review while I watch this show. And I think I've been able to do that in the past, but I realized how much longer it takes me to do both of those things. Not because I get distracted, but just because I'm like, if I can just focus all of my energy on one thing right now, then I can do the next thing without having to think about this again. Uh-huh. So that's been how I've been finding that balance. And then also, I don't have a TV in my room, like in the in my bedroom. And I made that choice. And everyone says it's a terrible mistake. But <laughs> I said, I'm doing this because I need to actually just come in this room and sleep and not stay up till 2 a.m. watching things. That That is on a lot of lists of like uh, how to be productive, not productive, mm-hmm. uh, at least how to. It's on a lot of lists for how to sleep better. That's for sure. Um, yeah. So I guess maybe you're finding that to be, you know, having more restful sleeps, I guess. Yeah, as long as I put my phone down. Oh, <laughs> yes, okay. It's still, it's still a challenge of like, okay, go to sleep. It's like being, like now that I'm in a house and like in a place by myself, it's like this thing of like, you dictate how the mood is in this place and what you want to do today. Mm-hmm. Um, so you are the only thing that is responsible for if you are grumpy and you did not get enough sleep. 
So, yeah, I've been finding that balance. So I I think I've gotten a solid seven hours of sleep lately. That's good for me. Good. It's, I have a struggle too at times. Um, I don't necessarily want to reveal the average hours. I'm going to say between five and five and four. But, Mm. um, and it's because, well, first I work the day job and busy on my feet all day. Then I come home and most days I kind of pass out for maybe an hour or two and then I'll wake up and continue to do other work at home and I have learned that the better it's better for me to leave my laptop out of my bedroom so that way I'm not encouraged to keep working throughout the night I don't always follow that practice when I should but here we are and um because well for one thing I do a lot of editing and I actually do enjoy editing so it's not really work but at the same time it is and I don't really know always how to shut that off until I'm like, you know what? I'm tired. I just want to watch TV and that's it. And that's, that's what will happen. Or like, like you, Nisha, I will just kind of keep playing with my phone and I've got a number of games that I keep going back to and I'm like, nope, just, yeah. just two more levels. Let me just finish this boss real quick. And exactly. Yeah. So it's the whole turning off thing. And I just feel I'm a natural night owl. So I kind of just want to be awake and there's no reason to be. So but kind of what we will segue into is the stuff that we have been watching that may or may not be keeping us awake at night. And um, it's pretty broad, but I figured I'd ask what was one of one of the best or some of the best things you've seen this year so far. I know the theaters have been closed for the majority of the year, but if you've seen anything before, you know, it closed or any movies, it's not limited to just movies, but TV. I even listed a couple of podcasts on my kind of crude list I threw together. Um, Anything that you have picked up on this year alone? Uh, I would say maybe especially during, you know, pandemic lockdown times, because that gives a lot of people a lot more time to really dig through things that maybe they may not have watched and, you know, had it been regular times, or maybe you would, I don't know. But what would be some of the things you have like watched? I'll start with you, Nisha. Just to confirm, like, it doesn't have to be, you know, a new movie that came out this year, or... It, it doesn't have to be, no. Okay. Hmm. I want to say... So it's extremely... Well, first off, Birds of Prey, I think, is probably... I wanted to win all the Oscars, mainly because it was one of the movies that came out this year. And it's, <laughs> right. It's, it's one, it is a great movie, in my opinion, but it is also a movie that came out this year and like before everything just got shut down. Mm-hmm. So, but that fact alone, I want Birds of Prey to just have an Oscar sweep, but it is a great movie. I think it deserves a lot of accolades. Um, but so one is very trashy and it's 365 days DNI off of Netflix. Well, well, well. Oh. <clears throat> I mean, that's not me judging you. I'm just just clearing my throat just because I had, you know, a little throat irritation. It's just, like, <clears throat> for plot, it, it's it's seriously, I, I'll be very, blunt. it's smut with plot. But, like, it's one of those very cheesy, ro- ro- like, you know, like those Fabio books that somebody's grandmother read. Mm-hmm. It's, the like, one of those. In the and in the aisles. Wait, which one is this you're referring to? <laughs> 365 DNI. Yeah, I, I, I haven't watched that. That's like, that, mm. Yeah, everyone was talking about that, and I'm like, 
It is trashy <laughs> and steamy, but also just trashy. And right. I just watched it with uh, we had a at a girls' night like virtual movie night, and we like let's just watch this and drink wine together. Mm-hmm. And we were all just like, wow. This is like if Lifetime was not conservative. <laughs> right. I, I, would, I would agree. And, and yes, I, I've seen enough of it to understand. So I'm like, okay, yeah. yeah. But like, ter- like plot, story, problem, that there's a bunch of things wrong with it, but it was just one of those things that I watched. I'm like, wow, I don't know if it's the wine that's helping me get through this, but also the fact it's making fun of it. But like, it's one of those things I'm like, no, it's fine. It's like one of those trashy no- novellas. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> I just could, you can't look away or put down because <laughs> it's just that trashy. Um, well, and then it, just it, I'm sorry, go on. No, no, you okay? Go ahead. Well, it did come out again during a time where like everyone was kind of around to kind of watch it, and it's kind of like word of mouth basically is what made it kind of catch fire. I would say because yes. everyone was talking about it, and then if you're on Twitter, you see people kind of referencing certain scenes and like what, what, and then you have to go see it for yourself because that's why i ended up checking it out a little bit like okay i see what they're saying now well that's interesting and then you know carry on so (laughs) and yeah and then uh, oh fatal affair i watched that one because i was like (laughs) nothing could be worse than acrimony (laughs) and basically what i'm saying is during this time i've just gotten bored and there's not Mm. like and i've taken the new content that i've been able to get um but also i'm not afraid to like just watch it and have wine with me to get through it. But (laughs) (laughs) it was just, it was one of those things like, this looks like a good, you know, like a good bad movie. I think that's been my brand lately. Like it entertains me and it doesn't have to be perfect. (laughs) I do enjoy a good bad movie. In fact, um, we'll probably get into that a little later too. And Mm -hmm. uh, I have not watched, what is it? Fatal Affair, right? That's what it's- Yeah. 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 I haven't watched it yet, but I am curious. And it's on the list, but it's not as high as some of the other things that I need to get right. through first. So, because I, again, people have been talking about it. I'm like, I, I've got to see it, especially if people are saying it's as bad. Be- I mean, you're already comparing it to Acrimony, which I've been trying <laughs> to get Courtney to watch for years now. So. <laughs> Can I be there when you make her watch it, please? Oh, yes. I'm, I mean, I already know Courtney's going to have issues because I had issues. We almost did a live tweet. We haven't like actually scheduled it yet to do so mm-hmm. uh i at least got her to or i know i think she's the one who started to watch a fall from grace before i did which i did put on my list as a joke but mm. seriously that was one of like the films that i remember watching and thinking like wow this is the only way like during a pandemic that i would say a movie of this caliber or from this particular creator might have a chance yeah. at getting um at least nominated for oscar and that's still a joke but still you know <laughs> because this movie is, it is what it is. Um, it is. That, we'll is get, that is we'll, it. We'll get to that list. I also really did like uh, Birds of, yeah, Birds of Prey. Um, mm-hmm. And I will only fight you uh, to get Sonic the Hedgehog also. Oh, yeah. That nominated. did come out this year. It did. That did come. Yes, I did love Sonic. So that one counts. And then also the Willoughby's. Um, yes, that was very charming. That was very charming. It was movie. a charming movie. Yeah, so there go, I, there are other movies that came out that I watched this year. So yeah, those are definitely ones I enjoyed. So it's not all just good bad movies that I right, watch. Right. Uh, Carolyn, I wanted to go to you next before I went to my list. So, but yes, what are some of your best of 
2020, not necessarily that they came out this year, but you've, you've watched this year? Uh, I've watched Red Simpson because I, I did um, Sundance. So there are films that came out in the cinema and films that came out in uh, Sundance. So I'm going to do a little bit of things. I'm going to do drama, film, at Sundance, and film in, in cinema. So if I okay. was to say cinema in, at Sundance, there were four films that I really liked at sin, Sundance. There was Minari, star, starring Stevie Yuen. There is The Fourth Hero Virgin, starring uh, Rada Black, starring written and directed by Rada Black. Um, there was Nine Days, um, that stars uh, Winston Duke. That film left me in tears. Um, and then there was this, uh, there's uh, other films, but then I do have to mention this film called um, His House by Remy Weeks. Um, he is a uh, an African immigrant living in England, and I can't remember which country he's from, but I think, was it Senegal? I don't know, I don't think so. But this is film, this is a horror film, and it's an, I call it an immigration horror film, and anyone who's an immigrant, will, no matter where you live, um, there are so much things that he put into this film that I was like, yes, these things are, it's gonna help me talk about black horror. Mm -hmm. There are certain things that help me would say us, and, um, and what is yeah, this film again Netflix. called? I'm sorry. It's called His House. So it's okay. going to Netflix, but they haven't said when because it was bought at the festival by Netflix. So I don't know when it's going to come out on Netflix yet. Probably because it's a horror, probably around later this year. So probably September, October, maybe. Um, but it's, you know how we say as us and Get Out is black horror for black people mm -hmm. in uh, North America? I would say His House is like black horror for black people who are immigrants, particularly. Mm. Um, so there's that Sundance, and in cinema, I watched um, the last film I saw in the cinema before the pandemic started was Invisible Man, and before that, I had seen Birds of Prey. So Birds of Prey and, um, and Invisible Man was really, really good. I really enjoyed the action scenes in Birds of Prey. Yes. Um, and then I have to include the old guard. The, the, the writing for old guard could have been better, but I'm going to chalk it up to the fact that the writer of the screenplay is the person who wrote the comic. So I think he wrote it, like, he didn't really adapt it, how he would adapt it for a film. Mm -hmm. But I still think he did a really good job of writing. But the action and the director, Gina Prince Bikewood did a really good job directing the action. The scenes are like top. I love because they're not so flashy and they're not all over the place. Um, and then if we're gonna go for K-dramas, my favorite K-dramas for this year is Nobody Knows. Um, it's okay to not, it's okay to not be okay, which is currently showing on Netflix. And if I had to say a film, um, this one is also on Netflix too. It's called, um, oh my gosh, is it night? The night, is it the night come for, comes for us? No, not that one. I, I can't help you. <laughs> no, I'm going to tell you because it stars, um, Chewshik. Um, that well, he was in um, Parasite. Okay. Oh, how can I forget Parasite? That's like, yeah, of Wait, course Parasite. That, that technically, oh, no. Came out last year. Came out last, last year. year. This year. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, oh, I, I think called, I saw this year too. Yeah. Um, oh, right. The film is called Time to Hunt. So Time to Hunt is really good. This is a really good suspense thriller because there's this character. It's just like, it's so tension. And just like the whole time I watched this film, it was just tense. And like, I, it's like really good. And that one is also on Netflix too. It should be on Netflix US as well. So, okay. yeah, those are my topics. So, K dramas, nobody knows, um, Time to Hunt, um, It's Okay Not Be Okay, and uh, what else? And 
yeah, I think that's it. So as I said, I watch a lot of them. So. <laughs> right, right. Um, and I, I noticed, and I don't think either one of you mentioned any TV shows, which, I mean, it's fine if you didn't. Well, well the key dramas I watch are technically TV shows, but they only last one season, so it's not like a recurring series. So if I'm going to go for a, a recurring series for a TV show, mm-hmm. um, I haven't watched many of those, but I, haven't, I don't really watch many North American shows anymore because I've gotten okay. really tired of them. I'm currently watching um, the Umbrella Academy. I started watching it today, so I'm on episode six. I've been binging. Uh, episode six ooh. so far. Oh, and I watched Avatar: The Last Airbender. Finally, I'm years behind everyone else. Like, of course, like because this that show came out what 1998, I believe. Yeah, a while ago. Well, I, I don't really know how old the show is. I just know it's I been around. Not 98. No, 98, right? Huh. I think it came out around. No, is, is it that old? Or is it 2000? No, it's not that old. It's like 10 years old. So it's like 10 like years two, old? So like it's like in the, it, yeah, 2004, actually, because I remember, I distinctly remember this because I was in middle school. And also when I bought Kingdom Hearts, there was a trailer of Avatar The Last Airbender. Yeah, you're right. Day. I'm looking at it now on IMDb. It's 2005. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Because I remember I also did not watch this, the series when it was on the air, but I did catch it. Actually, the last time it was on um, Netflix is when I watched it. So that's when I caught on. And plus, well, welcome to the family. Because, uh, yeah. Yeah, are. I watched it in June. I binged it. I binged all three. Because we started watching it for Saturday Night Sci-Fi. We watched the first um, five episodes for Saturday Night Sci-Fi. And I said, you know what? I'm finally going to get on the Avatar train and finally watch it. Because I, I, I watched the film, so I should do this. I should do myself justice by watching the original and better version Right. Now. Right. Well, I we don't speak it. of the film here. I know we don't. Like, I, I try to erase it from my memory. My sister That's tried watching it again, like when after I did the the like the show, and mm-hmm. she didn't even make it twenty minutes in. She's like, "This is," she like, "This is horrible. This is so stupid." I'm like, <laughs> yeah. You just you stop. It's I yeah. Love I love this series. It's like it's. I always like the things with a lot of these animes. One of the animes is they have a lot of. A lot of them usually have a lot of social commentary, and um, mm. Avatar does have a lot. It talks a lot about like things like sexism, mm-hmm. um, colonialism, mm. imperialism. Um, I would dare I say racism to our, our ethnic, I should say ethnic um, prejudices and bigotry. Mm-hmm. And so it does talk. Yeah. It does tackle a lot of like I think, and it handles them really well. Like disability, like the way they wrote Toph, and the way how they had the characters interact with her. Um, I think they did a really good job that we can't even see like that kind of sensitivity in like real life shows, but they managed to put it off of the anime. Right. I mean, they packed so much into what comes off or what you would assume is just a kid's show, but you know, everyone could get into it. It's, it's pretty, it's really well done. Um, and I look forward to watching Cora. Uh, which comes out, uh, I believe, in a couple weeks. Because I have not completed that yep. entire series. Mm. So that's going to be so something on my list. And a little sneak preview. That will probably be the topic of conversation next episode of the Indu Podcast. So, yeah, just a heads up on that. Um, and I think we may be doing a live tweet of that series. Like, um, way back, I'm trying to think how long ago it was. Um, we did a... Um, live tweet for avatar and we had what we called yip yip tuesdays that was our hashtag so uh yeah that that may be returning i'll i will officially let everyone know when that is happening um i've discussed it with courtney and our other uh live tweet 
co-host, which was uh, Jay So Above. Um, so should that happen, then you know we will uh, definitely announce it, and everyone will know about it. So um, yeah, I will go through my list, but before I do, I do know that uh, Courtney has joined us. So I don't. Hello, I, hello, hey. <laughs> hey, everybody. Hey, I miss you. Hello. I miss y'all too, and I'm late. <laughs> It's all good. I mean, I felt like your ears were burning because we were talking about Avatar, The Last Airbender. Oh, so, perfect timing there, right? <laughs> yes. Carolyn has joined the family, so she has... Uh... <laughs> excellent, excellent news. <laughs> You've jo- you, have, you have joined the gospel of Avatar, The Last Airbender. <laughs> ah, yes. Oh, you came in just, you came in just, just in time for that. Yes, yes, I have. Yes. yes, 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 yes. Welcome. You are welcome to our family. Yes, indeed. Um, so, yes, do stay tuned because we will be talking more about Cora, like I said, next episode. And we'll announce whenever we do our live tweet for that series because not all of us have completed it. I think pretty much I want to say all of us. I don't know. But that's coming. Uh, I will do my list and then um, hopefully Courtney can throw in a few of her favorite movies or TV shows or whatever it is that she's been watching this year as well. Um, so it looks like across, so far across the board, Birds of Prey have been, has been like one of the best movies of the year, at least from the three of us, because I thoroughly enjoyed that movie for all the reasons you both have stated already. Um, so it's just being fun. Like I love movies that, you know, are fun. Like they are, you know, don't take themselves too seriously, but also mm-hmm. serious enough. Ah. <sighs> Just, just love it. And plus, my um, movie crush, or even TV crush, because she does TV shows as well. Uh, Journey Smollett Bell is in it too. So yeah, of course I was going to enjoy that. Uh, I did write down the Old Guard also because I enjoyed that for its action scenes and or just just a good story in general. Um, I had to include Hamilton, even though I've been a fan of Hamilton for the last for whatever years, but how can I do this podcast and not mention Hamilton? So Hamilton has definitely been a highlight of the year, I would say. Um, Yes, much agreed. You knew that, though. (laughs) Yes, I knew that. (laughs) Uh, Jumping a little bit to podcasts, a new podcast that came out this year, actually, I think maybe last month, if not the month before, it's called The Neighborhood Listen hosted by Paul F. Tompkins and um, this other woman whose name I did not write down, but I really love just things that Paul F. Tompkins does. Like he's a, for me, one of the like OG podcasters been around doing all different kinds of shows. He even has a a podcast he does with his wife uh, all about staying home during the quarantine. And they just talk about what they've done for the week. It's pretty hilarious. At least, you know, I think so. Um, but the neighborhood listen is they are two characters that basically go through a neighborhood app. I don't really know which one, but they take real reviews. They read them and make comments or characters based on those reviews. And it's a, a good listen. Helps me get through my work day. Um, over on YouTube is the gels marble run, which I know I said uh, we were going to be doing updates each episode and I have yet to do that. So there's been like a whole backlog of events, marble events that I have not watched, let alone report on. 
hopefully by next episode or the one after that, I can kind of like, okay, this is what happened. And our team, the Midnight Wisps are doing so, you know, well, or maybe they're not. I don't know. I haven't been watching. Shame on me. I know. I'm sorry. Um, I did write down a fall from grace. Not a highlight, but something that was also a cultural event this year. So it's, it's pretty special. Uh, Umbrella Academy season two. I've only gotten one episode in so far, but I really like that one episode so far. <laughs> so, you know, I'm pretty sure the rest of the season is going well. I was with my family earlier today and they, we were all kind of meeting and gathering and actually kind of doing a similar conversation that we're doing now, all the stuff that we watched, at least within the last week. And I had to shut them all up because I'm like, hey, I'm only one episode in, stop talking. Because my dad was like, well, what about the monkey? I'm like, nope, nope, you said too much. <laughs> Fortunately, I have already seen a monkey in like the little thumbnail preview. So I know a monkey is involved. I don't know what it does. Do not say a word. I'll find out later. So going to hopefully continue to binge that soon. It's a little difficult if there's a four-year-old running around and, you know, trying to keep, you know, child appropriate things, you know, on the big screen. Um, Food Theory is a new YouTube channel from the people who brought you Film Theory and also Game Theory. So I've only watched one episode of that, but it's right up my alley. love food. I love theories about things. I'm like, oh, I didn't think of it that way. So those are also recommendations of channels to check out. I've actually been watching a lot of history stuff on YouTube, but, you know, to you know, delve to the side for that. Um, and I think that's it for, oh yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog. How could I forget that? That was, uh, I think, one of, one of the other movies that came out in theaters, one of the last ones that, like, exceeded my expectations for what I was looking for after having, you know, not so great translations from video game to film aside from the Pikachu detective movie, which also was actually better than it should have been. Mm, um, Sonic, Sonic was up there too. So I'm like, great. Whoever is in charge of getting these things together and also listening to the fans when they came out with that first rendition of what Sonic looked like, which was terrifying. Oof. Yeah. The teeth. <laughs> you can't get over yeah. the teeth. Yes. Yes. It was garbage. Just right. garbage. So bad. So bad. But like, I'm excited for Sonic 2. I can't wait. I haven't even seen that original yet. Oh, the first. Oh, well, has it been released anywhere? Like, I think it should be, like... The first you one, yeah, rent it was released it. in cinemas. Uh, it? Yeah, it was released in cinemas. Um, yeah. Okay, yeah, you can rent it now, but it's yeah. not streaming, like, for free or anything yet, I guess. But that should be coming soon, I think. Yeah, it, it'll probably take until, like, the end of this year to get Pro on somebody's streaming platform if somebody buys the rights for it. Probably. Oh, that was the larger question I forgot to write down or even tell you guys ahead of time uh, since you mentioned streaming platforms. Mm -hmm. uh, um, with all of the streaming platforms that are out now, is there one that you tend to gravitate towards more than like any of the other ones or do you, or, or maybe it's two of them you tend to gravitate towards? So let's say you actually have a clear evening and you're just going to go watch something. Where do you go first? Uh, Carolyn, where do you go first? For streaming? Yes. Uh, it depends on what I'm watching. So if I'm watching a K-drama, I go to Vicky. Uh, if I go to, if I'm watching, um, there's Amazon Prime, but I find Amazon Prime Canada doesn't have many options. 
Mm-hmm. Right? Many free options, I should say. I don't know why I'm still paying for a fast like so much of the stuff isn't free. But uh, Netflix is the main is the main platform. I have Disney Plus, but I'm canceling that baby soon because I will not be contributing to their monopoly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. I'm such a dark, but no, seriously, they pay me. I pay, I already have too many subscriptions already. But <laughs> but Netflix is the main one because Netflix, I have, Netflix is bringing out a lot of like, even their films that are coming out that are fairly recent that they're putting out on, online on the on the site. And they're producing some really good films and TV shows. So it's Netflix, Vicky, and is there anywhere else? Um, those are the two main stream platforms because we don't get Hulu here in Canada. Oh, okay. Well, that's. Um, I was gonna say unfortunate. I'm trying to think what you would be. Is there anything on Hulu that you know that you're missing? There, there are films that are coming out that I won't be able to watch. So I think like Fast Color okay. is on Hulu, and I've been I wanted to watch that from the for the longest time since it came out because I wasn't able to see it when it came out. I, I didn't get any screeners or anything for it. Mm. And I was hoping to do some some reviews, but I didn't. So I, I like films like those are coming out on Hulu that I and I can't get to watch them, and it sucks. It it does because I'm not to rub any salt into that wound that's already there, but it is a really good movie. So yeah, I'm sorry. No, you're not. I I, I mean I hear you you weeping, and I feel bad, but I but the what the people are saying is true. So I'm I'm hoping there is a way somehow some some way that you can get it. I'm sure I can talk to some people and they can work Whoever something you out. Can talk to. It's, you can talk to. it's different people than the Ben and Jerry people, but there are other people and I'll see what I can do. Um, I, I have to check on the updates, but I, I thought that Viola Davis was working on a series based on Fast Color, which I thought was going to Amazon, but that could all be rumors that I'm making up. That? I think that was announced earlier this year, wasn't it? Yes, I thought I heard that pretty recently. So I'm just excited that there's more story to be told within this, you know, the start. So I'm excited for that. So even if I don't watch it, it's the same way I feel about um, Insecure, which I was talking to my sister about earlier, how I feel like it's a show that's not really for me, but I'm really happy for its for its success and for it to keep going. And, um, you know, more stories with uh, black women, basically, and just doing it and congrats to uh a black lady sketch show for their emmy nomination which i i think i've only watched one or two episodes um and that's also on my list to binge basically i have to do that um courtney sorry i forgot to ask if there was anything that you have watched this year doesn't necessarily have to come out this year but anything this year that you really liked movies, TV shows, what have you. So does it have to only have been watched stuff or can it be like, I know you mentioned podcasts, but what mm-hmm. would you like me to answer? Um, just, you know, what's on the, the top of your list? Not, not, you know, the one single thing. It could be a few things. So it could be movies, could be podcasts or TV shows, all those things. Well, Sure. Well, okay. So yes, Hamilton. Um, we all know. Yes, Hamilton. Um, I would like to actually add Cora to that list too, because um, that's something that that's, you know, we all know it's, it's the kind of the sequel or the spinoff 
from the Avatar um, The Last Airbender series. And I've watched it before, but I haven't watched all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I think I only watched two of the four seasons. And so I started watching the third season. Um, on your Blu-ray? Wait, Blu-ray um, my Blu-ray. Right, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. So, you know, stunting and flexing with my Blu-ray. But anyways, um, so that's awesome. And it, I love I love that universe. And it's just cool to, to kind of be there again in it mm-hmm. with the new avatar um let's see i've started also watching supernatural um oh. so there's like a million seasons of that and i'm yes. on like <laughs> <laughs> i think realistically it's like 15 but that's a that's a million in tv world it um, is so many so many we yeah. need to discuss i'm oh. i'm sorry not to interrupt but we have to discuss not now yes. but later no, because yes. <laughs> I want to discuss. I have a lot of thoughts and feelings, and so I'm starting season three now, and have a different showrunner or something because it just has a whole different vibe to it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I'm feeling that vibe or not. But anyways, yeah, we'll have to talk. I I I have so many feelings about it. Um, but yeah, that's something I'll be uh, committed to for a while because there's a million seasons to go through. So that's fun. Um, I have started listening to the office ladies podcast, which is a podcast about the show, the office. And it's um, led by Jenna Fisher who played Pam and Angela Kinsey who played Angela on the show. Um, So they happen to be like best friends in real life. And they're basically just rewatching every episode of the and discussing it and so much more than I just said it like they're not just re-watching and discussing but they're like bringing old cast members back they're you know they're bringing in producers and directors of the show and of those episodes that they're talking about I mean it's just a lovely show and I mean this um I don't know in-depth information about it is pretty it's pretty cool and mm-hmm. it just makes me love the show even more because it's so you know we get so much like insider info that you just wouldn't get from you know it's just if you watching the there. show so, right yeah yeah so yeah hmm. those are like the things that are taking up my time i'm reading a whole lot right now mm-hmm. um but that may be a whole different podcast <laughs> i was gonna include Episode. it i was gonna include it because i do believe uh both carolyn and nisha also do reading as well but not saying mm-hmm. that i i don't well i i kind of don't <laughs> not as i don't mm-hmm. i don't read as much as i would like to read um and i would but i just don't that's plain and simple but nothing well, against reading in and carolyn and, and nisha if you did want to jump in and talk about stuff that you have been reading by, by all means you can share what you know what was something that you read this year that you that really like struck a chord or you would recommend um i have a book that i uh book but um and was it uh oh god what is the name it's all in my living room i haven't even started it yet is it uh when when will black history month come is it that i think i'm paraphrasing any but I have it, and I haven't started reading it yet, and I need to read it before I have to send it back to the library. 
All right, all right, we knew it first a second time. Mm. <laughs> okay. Uh, and Nisha, what do you what what have you been reading? Um, yeah, so I've read a few things. I've read a lot of comics from TKO Studios. Um, one of my favorite ones from this year has been The Banks. It's a story about a family of a matriarchal family of black women who are heist um professional like the like heist run in the family like it's not like you know they rob from the rich and they give to themselves and their community um but then it's also like they they go after like the big you know capital capitalist driven evil people um and this one last heist um and it also is connected to their family's past so that's one that Mm. i think is really good and beautifully drawn I've been reading the Children of Blood and Bone series. I'm still on book one because I've just been really enjoying it. Oh my um, gosh. And I don't oh. wanna I don't wanna like I don't want it to be over, but I also have book two waiting, but I'm like, I need book yep. three to be out because then I won't feel that anxiety of not having the next book like I did with Hunger Games. Because I'm not uh-huh. going through that again. And then lots of manga, um, because that's something I review over at Bawai though, but one that has stuck out that is that came to a close this year um and it also it's available on the shonen jump app is blue flag and it is just a beautiful story about high school kids going through their own feelings and emotions and like relationships there's a love quadrangle um like quadrangle it's yeah. so yeah, yeah. It's, it's so complicated. It's like you got two sets of best friends, two boys, two girls. One the, the one one boy, one girl. They start to fall in love with each other, but that girl has a crush on his best friend, but he doesn't know that his best friend has a crush on him, and her best friend has a crush <gasps> on her. Oh, it, messy, wow. messy, messy, messy. It's messy, messy but it's it. just it's messy, but it's done in a very respectful and like beautiful way and it's a story about all these kids you know last year of high school um Mm. exploring these different emotions that they're going through you know like trying to find their place in the world there it deals with grief it deals with you know self-doubt um and also you know as the two um characters who are gay they are dealing with their own drama because Mm. they just feel like they cannot be they cannot like let anyone know about their secrets Right. about being in love with their best friends. Mm. Uh, so it's also just like, there's so much. There's so much and it's so beautiful and it's like a really good short series. Wow. Okay, I will say between the two of you, yes, you have, you know, piqued my interest. Um, I mean, Carolyn, just by the title alone, I'm like, hmm, I'm intrigued. And um, Nisha, your first thing about the heist. I mean, you had me at heist, so, you know. I know. I love heists. I know you love them, too. <laughs> yes. And um, I I think I'm, I still haven't watched it yet. It's, again, uh, something on Netflix. Uh, I think it's Money Heist. I have not watched that yet. Yeah. That one's on my list, though. It looks um, interesting. Yeah, and I've actually heard someone tell me that it was good. So I'm like, okay, you, mm. you have an opinion I trust, so I will check it out. It just hasn't made it on my watch list yet. Uh, mm-hmm. But I will throw it back to Courtney because I already asked – Carolyn and Nisha. That, wait, no, I didn't ask Nisha yet, but I'll bring it back to Courtney for mm-hmm. a top streaming site that she may be using or you're using at this, not, maybe not this time, but what do you go to when you actually have a free night? I'm going to watch something. What service do you go to first or what two services? 
So my top my my top streaming service is gonna be Netflix. It just has a lot. Like, and I'm a big person that well, I'm a person that is big on like rewatching stuff, especially if I just mm-hmm. need to kind of you know check out, but I want something playing in the background, or I need to clean the house and I want something playing. And Netflix is just my go-to for that. Now it has a lot of really good original stuff or original to me, like Supernatural. <laughs> and so there's a lot of stuff like that that I'm going through. But, you know, The Office is still on there for like another year. And that's my go-to show when I just kind of want something on, but I don't really want to watch TV. Uh-huh. Um, and I would probably say, I would probably say Hulu is my second choice. There's several shows that I kind of dip and dab um, in during free night. So Hulu would probably be a close second, but Netflix is definitely the top service that I use. Okay. Okay. Uh, Nisha, what about you? So for me, um, lately it's been a pattern of, I go to Funimation because I'm watching all of One Piece which everyone keeps thinking I will not finish before the end of the year, but I will show all y'all wrong. <laughs> I just got a little over 700 episodes to go. Anyways, oh boy. Okay. Uh, you well, got this. You got this. There's not, thank you, Courtney. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't mean, I didn't mean doubt to come out of my voice there. It was like, I, I saw a bug doing a dance and I was like surprised by its reaction of like, Oh wow. I didn't know you had moves like that little bug. <laughs> well, carry on. Carry on. Um, but yeah, so it's been Funimation because that's where I get all my good anime watches in. Um, and then I'll go to like Disney Plus. I know last time, it may be the, la- the time before last when I was on here with y'all, we talked about Disney Plus. It has gotten better. They've made improvements <laughs> over there and they've released more shows because, you know, I can watch all my classic 90s, early aughts, Saturday morning cartoons like Gargoyles or, you know, um just you know kim possible like things like like that that are my comfort stuff but then also they got like mm-hmm. the new stuff like gravity falls like i love that but then I there's gravity right falls. Now, mm-hmm. yeah i do it's, I, I just want a sequel so bad um but we're not getting that but at least dude is over <laughs> at netflix so you know he'll bring his skills and talents there um oh he's making something for netflix mm-hmm. he made an announcement when like netflix did this whole big promotion of like we're expanding our animation department and telling new stories. And here are some of the people that are doing it. And then it's like, oh, yes, I will watch a series. And that's not going to be, you know, hindered by Disney's ratings by this mm. person. Because, you know, he wanted to go deeper. Um, I believe it. Um, mm-hmm. You're aware that he's friends with um, the guy who created. Um, uh, oh, my God. Why is it? Why am I blanking? Um, they're knockoffs of. Marty and Doc. Uh, why? Why am I? Rick and Morty. Yes. Yes. Rick and yes, Morty. Rick and Morty. Yeah, yeah, I love the Easter eggs that they do in each other's shows, where there's like the mug that goes to the portal. Right. And it shows right. up. Yep. It's. I love it so much. I, I love um, it too. It's so good. And then there's Hulu, where yep, I can watch. I think just about all the shows because I don't watch live TV because I'm not paying for cable. <laughs> and right. oh, HBO Max. I just got that. Right. I mean, I've I had that. Waiting for somebody to mention it. Mm-hmm. I got that because of Insecure, but then I decided, like, you know what? It ain't too bad, and I get all the Studio Ghibli movies, and I get other stuff, and all of Cartoon Network. I'm like, I'll keep it, because I'm not paying mm-hmm. for cable. Um, but our favorite show is on there, um, Summer Camp Island and Craig of the Creek. So, things like right. that. Right. I forgot Craig of the Creek is there. They do advertise mm-hmm. um, uh, Summer Camp Island, which I am trying to eventually introduce 
to the rest of the household, like, hey, check Yay. out this show. I haven't done it yet um, because we can never really get past, um, what is it, not too late for, uh, well, Elmo's talk show, basically. Oh, yeah, uh, the not too late show. Yes, right? yes. Oh, I saw that, and I was like, oh, I want to I watch it. It looks so cute. It is, it is, but I wanted to get something else, but that's what the little one demanded, so I'm like, fine. So, because <laughs> I'm just, just trying to keep peace in the house, basically. That's all yes. I'm trying to do. So, and you, you know, well. have to keep, you know, family friendly stuff on until, uh, you know, part of the family is asleep. So then we can watch what we really want to watch. And uh, yeah, I will say HBO Max has been one that I've been gravitating towards more often as I start to mm-hmm. explore what else that they have to offer. Um, I've, been watching doom patrol which i've actually really been enjoying and it it really does fill that void like if you have been trying to watch something to hold you over until umbrella academy or you finished umbrella academy then check out doom patrol because they fit pretty much within the same the same vein um doom patrol is probably a bit more mm, rougher i would say around the edges than umbrella academy so take that you know as you will but i do recommend it i feel it's really pretty good it's finally something dc related that is not directly related to like batman or superman they do get shout outs but at least you're not you're not focused on them which i'm happy about because i am batman and superman out sometimes (laughs) except for a recent and i guess i could add this to my list a recent uh dc animated film which they do a good job with those, by the way. Uh, Apocalypse War. Um, again, it's actually pretty violent, but it is a really interesting story, and you really get to see uh, Deathstroke, not Deathstroke, um, Darkseid. Because uh, he's a villain who is really up there as a strong villain. Like, as villain he goes, like, he just, I hear people debate how, how, destructive or how bad is he compared to Thanos and I guess they really can't hold a candle to each other because Darkseid knows all and he will you know kill you with his weird eye beam vision thing so it's it's crazy so yeah if you're looking to see your favorite heroes be destroyed um yeah go check out Apocalypse War you actually have to rent that and I did because I was really curious shout out to Megasheen they're the ones who kind of talked me into doing it so yeah Ooh, love um, him. Yeah, it's not on HBO Max, but that was a weird segue that got me there. Um, there's other things I've been watching. I love that they have uh, Turner Classic Movies on HBO Max, so I will go watch like a bunch of old movies, which I love doing. And, um, of course, all of HBO's content. Um, Looney Tunes, I watch some of the new cartoons, which actually are pretty funny. So there's that. And um, between that, I don't always go to YouTube, not YouTube, <laughs> Netflix first and Freudian slip there. Yes, YouTube. I tend to go there, and especially at night if I'm trying to like wind down. I'll put on, like I said earlier, some history stuff or uh, film theory and a bunch of other channels that I subscribe to and just kind of let it roll. And kind of like Courtney, I'll, I'll have something on in the background and sometimes it's something I've already seen, like a... Uh, my favorite history channel would be oversimplified because I just love the animation style. So simple. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what I do in that. Um, 
Now I'm going to switch gears completely because I want to get these segments in real quick. Uh, we have, I haven't done it in a while, but I actually have some Sheboygan news. Good morning, Sheboygan. Sheboygan County photographer will offer free headshots for people currently unemployed. So just, you know, good people oh. doing good things. Uh, of, of course, by the time this article came out, like it's already like, I don't think they're still doing it anymore, but still just want to, you know, give some recognition to people out there. A local photographer is offering complimentary headshots for people who are unemployed. Dan Maki of Mandaki Photo LLC will be at the Sheboygan County Chamber of Commerce on July 22nd, or he was there, um, providing professional headshots. According to the news release, Wisconsin was hit hard by COVID-19. We pretty much all were, or are, and I was looking for ways to help our neighbors get back on their feet. A complimentary photo is available to anyone currently unemployed. Participants are asked to schedule a time online to be photographed. And, you know, all this is helpful, especially like if you have a, a LinkedIn page and you have just an, maybe a really old picture or it's one of those terrible group shots and you kind of have to highlight who you are. Uh, I don't know why you would put that on LinkedIn, but... I don't know. Mine has not changed in years. <laughs> Got the same headshot from 20 around So yeah, it's been a while. So that what is, was that year again? It was 20. Oh, and so it's been. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's been a little <laughs> while. Yeah. Okay. I, cool. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I, I really want to say 20, uh, 2008, but I'm not sure. I, I'm, I have to go back and see when those photos were taken. Uh, yeah, it's their old, the old pictures. Um, we're going to move on out because I don't have a transition to the Spookums Zone. <laughs> Yes, I haven't done that in a while either. But this one is kind of old news. I'm pretty sure maybe at least one of you maybe have heard it. And I talked about it in one of my group chats. And they think it's a distraction from what's really been happening. Uh, or they, they released the story as a distraction from like, you know, COVID or protests or what have you. Regardless, this is still happening. And it needs to be shared. And it's a little weird. So, um the headline is uh, Aliens Confirmed, Pentagon's UFO Unit to Make Some Findings Public. Ex-advisors to the classified Pentagon program suggest that, quote, vehicles not made of this earth, unquote, were placed in U.S. government storage. The Pentagon program that investigates the un unidentified flying objects may be instruct instructed to release some of its information to the public once Congress passes the Intelligence Authorization Act, the New York Times reported recently as ex-advisors suggest that vehicles not made of Earth were placed in U.S. government storage. The directive appeared last month in a Senate committee report that reportedly looked at spending on intelligence agencies for the coming year. So I figure that's probably where this report came from because we're trying to find money to take care of everybody. And I guess this came up like, hmm, where is this money going to? To house UFOs that, or these items here but it just kind of goes on to talk about how 
even senators are like, we want to know what's flying over our military bases and if they are, you know, from rival countries or Russia or something. But the fact that they're not even from any country on Earth or anywhere from Earth, that's mm-hmm. a little bit more alarming than what we thought it could be. So, or, you know, some kind of man-made object, but it's something else entirely. And uh, the fact that the Pentagon is releasing that, as well as they released some videos that have already leaked from like 2004 and even I think two videos in two fi- or 2015, um, some of which I've seen, and they're all you know fuzzy things, but the fact that it's military kind of adds a bit more credibility to it rather than just some farmer out you know in his field at night. So, so yeah, I guess uh, this maybe confirms that UFOs are real and these are secrets that they've been hiding for a little while. Any thoughts on um, aliens, UFOs, things of that nature? Well, finally, they're fessing up to the truth, to what we all kind of knew already. <laughs> you know, I mean, I think it's interesting that they're coming out with this now during a global pandemic. But, <laughs> you know, tomato, tomato, right? Like, you just got to take it if, if you can, right? Mm-hmm. I guess. I mean, <laughs> after the reveal of murder hornets in the year 2020 <laughs> right I, mm-hmm. I truly have just had this energy of like you know what if godzilla wanted to come up out of the ocean right now i for one welcome our giant stompy overlords so mm-hmm. if if mm-hmm. if ufos exist i'm like you know what i will point you to our leader come on <laughs> down I got, I got you it cannot be worse Right. Or, right, you know, right. it could be the best thing ever. So I'm like, I'm open to it. I have always, like, I love I love space. So, like, I, rather than, like, you know, some people who will, like, think of terror of, like, well, what if it's something that comes down and kills us all? I'm like, I mean, we're going to die anyway at some point. But, this is true. Yeah. This is true. I mean, as long as they don't introduce uh, To Serve Man, because, uh, spoiler alert, that's a cookbook. So, yeah. <laughs> it's a Twilight Zone reference. Um, which, by the way, Twilight Zone, yes, season two. I've only watched a few episodes, but they've been great episodes on uh, CBS All Access, which not high on the list of TV streamers, but it's right. it's got some gems in there. It, it does. Um, uh, Carolyn, are you ready for the alien overlords to come visit? They're not coming. <laughs> first, I've always believed that there, that um, other beings exist in the universe beyond us. We're just too big to bury ourselves. Uh-huh. Um, like they're telling us things as as Courtney said that we always need to be um to be true, but they don't want anything to do with us. Trust me, like <laughs> too. I wouldn't they, either. They, I mean, they don't want nothing on. to do with us. Let us handle. They're like, let us sink this. Let us sink this this planet all by ourselves. Yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of along with that one as well because maybe they tried to they wanted to come tell us like hey you got no okay never mind we're just gonna leave because um, if we delve any further into this we may start going back into the um, the, the Fermi paradox because there's all these theories of uh, maybe the aliens have been watching us all this time but mm-hmm. they don't want to interact with us because they see us more like a zoo. So, like, no, yeah. it's a reality show to them. They're oh, yeah. like, oh, do you look at this mess? Now, that, that actually kind of goes back to being biblical because they're, um, it, they, in, in the Bible, it talks about there were, before Earth was created, like, there were other beings in the universe apart from the angels, and they mm-hmm. watched, and they watched, and they watched how man fell, 
and and God was like basically like these are not these are th- use these as your examples of what not to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah, we were perfect examples of yeah. Don't do what they're doing. Just this yeah, yeah. this we are a cautionary tale to the rest of the universe. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's your little nugget for the day. Um, yeah, and I think. I think we could probably end on that. I, I apologize. I do not have a black history fact ready. I, I normally have that and I did not. Um, I do know in the future we, we will probably, I didn't even talk about it and I'm bringing it up like now, but um, Black is King had come out recently and um, I've got thoughts. They're not bad thoughts necessarily. Um, I'm first, I always like to preface and say that I'm not a, part of the beehive i'm not a huge beyonce <laughs> fan i do appreciate artistry when i see it and i did see it but i also saw a lot of things i was confused by and just things in general that i'm like hmm i don't understand so i will probably do a second rewatch at some point um i've already talked to a couple people they have some of their opinion their opinions that um and i'm probably going to look for a couple thought pieces just so i can help process what's going on and uh have any of you watched it and have any thoughts? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> We're not yet. Yeah, I discussed it. And Lanisha and I talked about it after our podcast recording, and I talked about it with a friend yesterday on her Instagram live. But that discussion I'm leaving off of me because the way that Bayhive is reacting to people's critiques of the film, I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. hmm. Yeah, and, and that's that's sometimes I think the thing that may keep people from wanting right. to like criticize anything that Beyonce does. And yeah, yeah. I, I was, oh, go, ahead. go on. No, I was gonna say I actually just finished my review. Like I read, I wrote my review as of this point. I read it and I submitted it and everything for it to be edited. So I watched it twice, and mm-hmm. I will say like I had the same thoughts as you initially. Of like there were some things I just didn't get. Mm-hmm. And I will say, just because like I thought about her other previous work, like Lemonade, right. like how mm-hmm. there's references in that the first time when I watched it, I'm like, I don't understand this reference, but I know it means something. And that's what m- struck me to like, like struck me to like watch it again a second time. Mm-hmm. And that's what, like, by that point, people had started coming up with like references and things I'm like, ah, okay. So I just, my point is all this, I just want a book. I just want a big coffee table book mm-hmm. with like all of the references, just like somebody did for Lemonade. Cause I love that part of it. Mm-hmm. That it mm-hmm. introduces a lot of things that I think uh, like audiences in the West do not normally get exposed to. So like, right. that's one of my things that I really enjoyed about it. It's just like, there is a lot of things here and some of it went over my head, mm-hmm. but I think there's a lot to be exposed and to appreciate. Right. I feel the same way. Lots to appreciate, mm-hmm. but, you know, also critique the things that you don't like without, yes. you know, having your head bitten off by people Oof. who, you know, feel that anything she does, anything she touches is perfect. And Right. I, I that's half my fear when writing is just right. like, I really don't want to feel the stung, the stings, like, because I also am not a beehive person. I love her work. Mm-hmm. I love Beyonce, but I also just feel like I don't think the woman walks on water. And I say right. that now, nobody come yes. look for me, shut me down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like you can love somebody's work without, you know, like biting Worshiping someone's head them. off. Right. Yeah. Yes. And no Don't one is above it. criticism, mm-hmm. so you know mm-hmm. we, we can we can still respect the art and everything that yeah. they do. But like you know, it's like okay, well, I didn't mm-hmm. care for this part, and you know, but other than that, yeah. So that's kind of where I am, and. Mm-hmm. 
currently I'm like, if I had to compare between this and the last thing that came out, which was for me would be Lemonade. And you know, I'm leaning towards more towards Lemonade because I even like the music better on that one. So mm-hmm. that, that's, that's where I stand currently. But like I said, I will watch it again and then perhaps reconvene um, maybe on Patreon where it might be a little bit safer over there. But, um, <laughs> but you know, uh, we, we shall see. Um, yeah, I just wanted to get that out there. That's not my Black History Fact, but I, they're like right next to each other on my list. Got Black History Fact and Black is King. And uh, mm. again, there's, there's great imagery, great artistry. Um, nice to look at it unless you have like epileptic kind of things. There should have been a warning. Um, mm, good point. <laughs> I was oh, watching. Okay. Yeah, I was watching it with uh, Ashley, and there was like a whole lot of flashing and quick edits going mm-hmm. on, and that was messing with her. So yeah, I, I actually, I actually mentioned that on the Instagram live that I did yesterday because I, for me, I have cognitive because my cognitive impairment, one of my um, triggers is um, flashes, right, and like mm-hmm. quick editing. So like when films or videos or anything has like too many quick edits, it actually gives me a headache. Yeah. And that film does have it has so much quick edits. The editing is probably one of my least favorite aspects of it, and it like it doesn't first for for, for me it doesn't give you time to really enjoy the imagery, and right? It, and it does have a lot of beautiful cinematography and a lot of beautiful imagery, but it, like there's so many edits and the editing is a mess. So when I see critics Uh-oh. praising this film, <laughs> I am like, really? This film has like probably close to over a hundred cuts, and mm-hmm. that's a lot for something that's eighty five minutes, right. and. And um, I would love if someone actually does a, a count of how many quick cuts are made, and it would be staggering, I, I believe. But like, I think a lot of creators, they are so interested in getting their this. Like, I want to show this beautiful thing, this beautiful thing. They don't think about people who have like disabilities that how these things could affect us. Right. And that's something I think needs to be really dealt with in the industry. Um, and. It may seem like a small thing, but it's not because it stops us from enjoying mm-hmm. what you want us to see. And uh-huh. and then it also kind of chops up the message because then you're not fully receiving the images anyway, like a, like a director and a cinematographer and a seamstress and all these people went through all of this work to make all of these images and you're only being able to see it for like 2.5 seconds. Yes. And right? that's that's some of the criticism I'm, I'm, I'm talking about where, you know, don't don't come for me. This is this is what was presented to us, and mm-hmm. not everybody can enjoy it because you know, a yeah. little you know, t- tone it down a bit, and I don't know, apply uh, ha- supply some crib notes for those who don't quite understand what we're looking at. Um, but there's more things to discuss, and I think after at least I watch it again, and I'd love to read what you wrote, Nisha. So um, this. Uh, by the by the way, we're recording on a Monday. This will come out on a Wednesday. Normally we record on a Tuesday, but I think timing worked out great because I'm supposed to get hit by a tropical storm tomorrow. So, um, so yeah, it's possible I may not have electricity. So we'll see. Um, but, you know, it's all good. Oh, sorry. Oh, but there's also one thing I want to say about that film that a lot of people haven't pointed. I've only seen a few other people point this on Twitter. Mm-hmm. The film the what the I the, the film lacks people um people of diverse bodies and dis- visible disabilities. There's only two plus size women in that entire film. One of them mm. is the backup dancers and one of them is the singers in the feature with um and she and that's closer to the end of the film. And so there's only two plus size women and we don't see anyone with any visible disabilities. And like for me, like for this film is basically Beyonce telling 
as what her her vision of black utopia is. And I'm like, so if black utopia plus size are practical and people with visible, visible disabilities don't exist, okay, mm. message received. Okay. Mm, mm. That's a good See, point. That's, that's one I wouldn't have picked up on. Although I did see a pregnant woman, but that's different. That's not the same thing. <laughs> no, not the same thing no, at all, but I did want to say thing. I did notice, like, okay, we've got a pregnant woman there. Well, but yeah, you're you're going to see a pregnant woman because one of the themes that she has in the film is the female body. And like, as I told, I told Nisha this, and I'm not afraid to tell anyone this. Like, for me, I feel one of her main themes is, like, black women are there to support black men, mm-hmm. give birth, and look pretty. So, of course, yep. you're going to see a pregnant woman. Because it's all about uh, the whole Mother Earth and the whole black women embracing their thing, which is fine, but that's not all black women are meant to do. Like, mm, if you look at the right. entire film, what do these people do other than look pretty and pose? Well, right. I think, yep. oh, and I know, like, me and you have differing views on it, but I will just add, like, because a big thing about this is, like, it's just a re- it's a visual album that's a reimagined story of The Lion King. Right. With, mm-hmm. with black people, with African people. So I think that's part of the reason why, like, I, like that's that's just, like, through my second watch, through, I'm like, ah, okay, that comes across more clear, but I understand, like, that point, too. Mm. Yeah, I, like I said, I'm interested in taking on, like, everyone's, well, maybe not everyone's, but, <laughs> but people like Carolyn and Nisha and other uh, intellectuals that have watched it and kind of digested it and what their interpretations are because that's for me that's you know what art is about so what everybody kind of sees from it what's what they like about it what they Mm -hmm. don't like um i find all that interesting so i will be doing some of that and maybe coming up again um like i said in a possibly future patreon episode all about that um I think we did that for Lemonade. I don't remember. I, I know we talked about it, but I don't know if we did like an in-depth kind of thing. And of course, you did that for Hamilton at least a couple times. So, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah that is that is all I have on my list. Let me run through again to make sure. Um, yep, that's everything. Okay. <laughs> um, We'll start with uh, Carolyn. Where can we find you if you if you want to be found, or if you have any <laughs> shout-outs or plugs? Because I know you might be in hiding, uh, whatever you're doing. Because you know, I don't know what you're doing. Um, you can no find hiding. me on Twitter and Instagram at Carrie C N H twelve. That's C A R R I E C N H one two. You can find my Anisha's podcast on about whythepodcast.com that's where we have our podcast here's what happened and they also have a special segment i need to find another name for that because it's not a segment um called carolyn talks um where i interview directors writers cinematographers editors stunt performers in the film industry you can find my sdcc coverage on comicspeak.com um whatever oh also um i because of the quarantine and the pandemic um the african american film critics association has been doing virtual roundtables. So you can also find um, some of the roundtables that I took part in on their YouTube channel. So like we've done um, roundtables with uh, Erica Alexander, who was, you know, we, we know from uh, Living Single. Living Single, Yeah, she was a producer Love. of Trouble, which is a documentary about John Lewis. Um, may he rest in peace. Um, we mm-hmm. also did roundtables with, with two of the members from the cast of Hamilton. Um, Renee Elise Goldsberry, and we also done Lexi Alexander for Little Fires Everywhere. Um, we did like a whole bunch more, and there's more coming up. 
Um, yeah, what else do I do? Have anything else to promote? Oh yeah, Saturday Night Sci-Fi. That's uh, that's hashtag Saturday Night Sci-Fi. Every Saturday at 10 p.m. Eastern, me and my co-host we we do a live tweet of sci-fi themed ish sometimes films, TV shows. <laughs> um, right now for August we're doing Avatar August, so we're going to the first season of Avatar. So this um, I don't know where this is going to go. So for any of the Saturday nights in August, we're going to be doing episodes from the first, perhaps the second season of Avatar, The Last Airbender on Netflix. Okay, well, this is the uh, first episode of August, so, uh, and we we will be talking about uh, the follow-up to Avatar, Korra, next episode. Mm. Um, I don't know when that live tweet will be. Like I said, that will be announced later. But thank you for getting all the uh, Comic-Con stuff, because I said we were supposed to come back to that, and you kind of Got it in there, so thank you, Carolyn. Because um, that's stuff that I'll definitely have to check out. Because again, you mentioned uh, Erica Alexander, um, who I love all the stuff that she's been doing, like post Living Single. Because um, mm-hmm. she's been doing a lot. She does a lot of great stuff, interesting yeah. things. Um, um, right. I remember what the name of the comic is. Concrete. I am too. Concrete. It's called Concrete Something. I know it has to be concrete because I keep thinking I'm gonna help it grow. I think right. it's not Concrete it's, Jungle, is it? I, I think that's the name of something. Concrete Jungle is the name of a film, probably, but I think it's called Concrete Something. I hear typing. Someone's Googling. I am. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but you're right. Concrete. Uh, okay, it, got well. a lot of, um, it got a lot of attention when it came out because I think. Like, Concrete Park. Ah, uh, yes. yes. I wouldn't have got that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which I do have on a wish list somewhere because I was like, ooh, I got to read this. And uh, yeah. We all know how my reading is doing. So, yes. Um, but, yes, it sounds like you're doing – I mean, I know you've been doing great stuff, but just to hear it, like, again, you're doing great things. And I am glad you're out there doing them, so so enlightening people like me. Um, Nisha, what have uh, – or you have any shout-outs or plugs, things of that nature? Yeah, I can keep it short this time because Carolyn's here. and she's, So thank you for that. <laughs> Kept it short for me. So yeah, um, yeah, you can find me at LA underscore NEY underscore SHA over on Twitter where I know doubtably will tweet some things about anime or, you know, thirst tweets when I get bored. Um, It's majority of your tweets, both of those. Yes, isn't it? It is. I'm, I'm not judging again. <laughs> I'm, I'm my tone again. The bug came out and did a dance and I'm like, look at you. You are something else. Um, that. Yeah, it's that right now and a mixture of me just tweeting through One Piece occasionally as well. Um, But also you can find my other podcast, Did You Have To, an anime podcast um, over on the But Why Though podcast community network. Um, And that's hosted with me and my co-host Kate uh, Sanchez, where we talk about all things anime. And yeah, you can also find just me writing a bunch of things. I've been writing a lot more. But honestly, I'm writing as much as I can before grad school starts next month. Or actually this month. So, yeah. Why do you write like you're running out of time? I'm sorry. It was right there. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but yeah, um, that's where y'all can find me. Okay. Okay, cool. And Courtney? Well, y'all can find me over on the Twitters at I am Kay Hinton, where... You can find me tweeting about all things Hamilton all the time, the office, um, and how much uh, the pandemic is stressing me all the way out. Um, Amen. You know, and some lighter things, mostly. <laughs> so hit me up. 
All right, cool, cool, cool. Um, I will implore you all to please, please take care of yourself. Uh, be kind to each other and yourself, um, dear listener. Oh my goodness, I almost did it again. I forgot to give a shout out to my, uh, I know last episode I talked about a coworker. Um, I don't really have any updates other than the fact that he has been seen talking to other people and interacting with them. So he's not a ghost. Um, so that's, you know, I guess a plus. I don't know. Um, but also shout out to Dan, uh, who has been uh, a new fan, new listener, and also recommending it to other people. So thank you so much for listening. And uh, But everyone else, too, because I, I do run into people who tell me they listen to the podcast, but I don't know that they do because there's no real way no one interacts with me on the interwebs to say, hey, listen, or hashtag blah, blah, blah. So... That should be a hashtag I use for something. I don't know. I'll figure it out later. Anyway, um, just telling you to take care of yourself because uh, this pandemic, quarantine, lockdown, COVID, everything is insane and driving people nuts. And uh, just got to be kind to people because we're all going through it together in different ways and we're trying to survive. So please be nice. Follow me on all things Indube or at Indube and go to Indube.com. Tell someone you value that you value them. Live without regrets and live for the folks you love. Please wash your hands, your face, the bottoms of your feet, the undersides of your dishes. I've been your benevolent host, T. Sterling Watson. And remember, if the world didn't suck, we'd all fall off. No. Wow, that was quite a drop. <laughs> and y'all let Courtney fall all by herself. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're doing. Right, I wanted Thanks for listening to the Indu Podcast, which was recorded from the south side of Wakanda in Little New Indubia on the corner of Tachaka and MLK Drive and is part of the Indube Network. Want more Indube? Follow on Instagram and Twitter at Indube and on Facebook at Pod. You can contact us and send Ask Indube questions by emailing indubepod at gmail.com. Want to support or donate? Find the Tea Public Store or become a patron on Patreon, where subscribing gives you perks and extra things from the Indube Network. Please subscribe, rate, comment, and share the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, YouTube, Podbean, and wherever else podcasts are found. And of course, visit Indube.com for all of this and much more. Thank you so much for letting us entertain, enlighten, and provide an auditory escape with knowledge and nonsense. Until next time. Use your words, Chief. Good boy. This has been another 3SFX production. <laughs>